welcome back to Night Swims, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. Uh, today we have a special guest for you. Uh, we do. Lead singer of Zoo for Strays. And we're very excited about this episode. Long time listener, yeah. first time caller. Yeah. <laughs> I am not the lead singer, but... Lead guitarist. Be, yeah. Y'all need to follow us on Instagram, Zupa Strays. Zupa Strays Band. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, you got your normal host here, Douglas and Jackson. Hello. Special guest, Dawson. Just, Should be a good episode. I'm just saying... Y'all, y'all haven't heard of me. Y'all heard them talking about me, but I'm one of the biggest fans of Night Swims. <laughs> Do you want to... Uh, so I've listened to every episode. What's what, up, Jackson? What's your favorite episode? I'm about to ask that. See, y'all shit on that... Uh, y'all shit on the Zodiac Killer episode a lot, but I like it. I like it, too. It's a great episode. But I mean, Douglas... It's a good episode. I mean, Douglas wasn't giving me any feedback that whole episode. because I was... He was tired. You've done some stuff like that, dude. That uh, the Russian sleep experiment—that's a classic. It's 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 a two-way street. It's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. Um, that one where all them Indians disappeared or turned into oh, trees. Oh, Roanoke. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we thought they turned into trees. Yeah. Oh god, that one was weird. <laughs> that one is weird. Excited about this one, man. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't heard nothing about it. Y'all been kind of secret. I haven't about it. heard anything about it too. Doug, uh, Doug's got the topic for the week. Yeah. But I, I thought now would be a good time. Dawson uh, himself has a little uh, alien encounter. Oh, you want to do that now? That I thought. I mean, he could. He might. He's on the podcast right now. He, but I feel like if he comes on, because we were planning on having him on like here. Okay. And with his own topic. Okay, so I think we Shakes should save that. Guns. All right, we'll say we'll save yeah. that for later. But because uh, he's got a good topic, can you hear Douglas Fine Dawson? Oh, I can hear both of y'all. All right, so D- Douglas is gonna go with his topic, and yeah. then uh, if you want to interject at any time, just speak up, Dawson, and uh, it's just really how it goes. Yeah. Is, so, there, is there anything else you wanted? To, back. Anything else you wanted to cover before we uh, got into it? No, let's just jump into it. All, All right, right, Douglas. Well, today. Uh, we're gonna get kind of uh, brutal and gory. All right. What? Yeah. This is a very famous murder mystery. Is this uh, a Black Dahlia? Black Dahlia. And I thought I it'd be really interesting to cover. Have you heard of the Black Dahlia, Dawson? I don't. I don't know. I, it sounds familiar. I don't know. Well, it gets kind of gruesome. It get, yeah, it gets super gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I would never think you would cover this one, dude. I mean, I'm I was looking. I, I, I wanted to do something with a story because that's what Caleb said. This has a pretty interesting story, but if you're the fa- if you if you don't handle stuff well, like for the faint of heart, faint of heart, oh, then keep listening. Got the faintest of hearts on those podcasts. I want you to faint. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right, so um, the Black Dahlia, brutal murder, unsolved. That's what I titled this. That was um, nice. Yeah. So, January 15th, 1947, officers Frank Perkins and Will Fitzgerald received a call from a woman who made a gruesome discovery in an empty lot in Los Angeles. So, as they arrived on the scene, the officers found the body of a woman severed in half. Severed in half, Dawson. They noticed noticed there was no blood on the body or in the area where she had been left. What did you say? What? Starting off with a magic trick. A magic trick, yeah. Cutting her in half. <laughs> Some Harry Houdini shit right here. Yeah. But, so um, what happened? Yeah. So so there was no blood on this on this body or anywhere around it. So clearly She this, was severed in half and there was no blood around the yeah, body or So that means that, that indicates that like the murder had taken place somewhere else and she had been washed up. Like she's been cleaned up and, you know, placed there. Um, both pieces of her? <laughs> yeah, they they took both pieces of her. <laughs> oh, man. And they put her in an empty lot. So the woman oh. was identified as Elizabeth Short, and the media deemed her the Black Dahlia. And her heinous murder would go down in history as one of the most disturbing cases of all time. So I tried oh, to find crap. where the um, Black Dahlia, the nickname, came from. And so apparently the owner of a drugstore in Long Beach, California... Um, told reporters that male customers had like been had called her that because apparently she would wear like 
She was an aspiring actress, but she'd wear dark clothing all the time. And also around that time, a movie was released called The Blue Dahlia. So I think that sort of correlated with that. So um, I'm going to go over some uh, details of this uh, murder. And then we'll go over uh, <coughs> examination of the body, and then the murder itself, and then some suspects. Ooh. Which I saw some interesting suspects. Murder mystery. Yeah. So it should be a good episode. Let's hope I can, uh, you know, I tend, I, tend to, I tend to screw stuff up. Yeah. Don't so, flub it. Yeah. You flub too. We all flub. So um, here are some details. A neighborhood woman and her three-year-old daughter. So three-year-old daughter was around when uh, this, the body of Elizabeth Short was discovered. Um, so they were walking to the shoe store in Limert Park neighborhood when they found the body of Elizabeth Short. Initially, the woman thought it was just a broken manu- man- mannequin. I flubbed already. Um, which Idiot. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, from far away, I could see how a severed body in half would look like a broken mannequin. But, you um, wouldn't expect two pieces of a normal body. No, no. It's just not <laughs> something you see every day. Um, so, after she looked again, she screamed when she saw that it was, it was a real person lying dead in the grass, severed in half. So, and the murderer who placed her there um, had, her, had the body posed in a suggestive way. So, Elizabeth was on her back with her arms raised over her shoulders and her legs spread apart. Oh. And, yeah. And um, so, it, had appear, it appeared that someone had drained the body and washed off all the blood somewhere else. There were only a few spots of blood, one on a tire track and one on the curb next to the body and one on an old cement bag nearby. Someone had removed portions of her flesh, cut abrasions, covered her entire, cuts and abrasions covered her entire body, and her mouth, this is, this, is, this is like the part that got me. So her mouth had been slashed toward her ears. That's called something. Oh that's God. what, isn't that what the, um, no, that's not what Jack the Ripper did. It's, like the Joker? It's, yeah, like, like pretty much just like the Joker, which, um, so they called this the Glasgow Smile. Yeah, Glasgow Smile. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that, that part is very creepy to me. So, I mean, that's, that's Joker-esque right there. But, um, and I knew you'd like that, Dawson. So um, ligature marks were visible around her wrists, ankles, and necks. And four-inch incision, a four-inch incision ran from her navel to the top of her pubic bone. Yeah. <laughs> However, why, why are we doing this? <laughs> it's a conspiracy show. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I thought. It, I mean, it's a mystery. Like I guess we yeah, never do. We've crazy. never done a murder mystery before. The Zodiac oh, Killer is a murder mystery. Oh yeah, we did. No way. That's a serial ki- killer mystery. That this is just one murder. So. Um, All right. So this is just like this is just like the operation game on this on this poor Yeah, woman. we're trying to this we're trying to insane. figure we're gonna we're gonna solve this murder. Not oh really. But um so however the worst part was that her entire torso had been cleanly sliced in two just above her waist. Her lower torso lay about ten inches away from her upper torso. There was little bruising around the cut, which indicated that the that the dissection occurred after death. So that's those are some gruesome details. Can you look up photos of that? I don't yeah, want to. So, so I, I got to. some ideas already. It's definitely going to be someone who works at a funeral home and knows how to embalm people, I feel like. For yeah. sure. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, there, dude, there's, in this whole murder, there are 150 suspects. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, we're not going through all of them. But I saw, <laughs> yeah, I saw some pretty interesting ones. Um, but, um, so. But, um. But, um, but, um. The examination of the body. So the coroner's office started an examination of the woman's body. Although the cause of death was listed as hemorrhage and shock due to concussion of the brain and lacerations of the face, an incredible and horrifying variety of wounds to the woman's young woman's body were discovered. It also appeared the victim had been raped. However, they found no sperm. Most of the injuries occurred before death. So I assume that he lacerated her face before death but obviously from what i just said she was cut in half after death but um yeah no this is getting really dark (laughs) um what was i gonna go to i don't know man 
<laughs> You've been slicing this lady up for 10 minutes. Yeah, I know. I'm oh sorry. This is, I feel bad to bring Dawson onto this one. It's just ruining oh, his whole Saturday afternoon. Uh, so I'm sitting outside, and it's nice and sunny, beautiful. and I'm just listening how this lady just got just cubed up. And it's it's intense right now. Cubed in half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeez. man. All right, we'll keep going. All right, go on, Doug. man. So, Elizabeth Short, this is sort of like what – um, how the murder took place. So Elizabeth Short was last seen in the lobby of the Biltmore Hotel, where she was supposed supposed to meet her sister, which um, I forgot her name. Um, some witnesses attest that they saw her on the phone in the lobby of the hotel. Others supposedly saw her at a local bar down the road. Nonetheless, she officially vanished on January 9th, 1947, which is six days before she was found dead. Fun, fun fact about the Biltmore. Uh, it's a haunted hotel. Ooh. Yeah. I think I knew that. And uh, they, that's why, like... We covered the Stanley Hotel. Yeah, but yeah, the Biltmore We is need a, to cover the Goldfield Hotel. The Biltmore is a haunted hotel. But, um, so... Man, I feel like every hotel is haunted. Yeah. That, that La Quinta down the road. <laughs> um, yeah, y'all stay away from the La Quinta. Yeah. <laughs> So this is where the trail also ends for authorities um, when she disappears. Somewhere she met the person who would slay her and leave her mutilated body in the Mert Park neighborhood. However, her trail left little evidence. The police search, search for, of, the police search of her clothes and drains and sewers for miles and around the murder scene turned up nothing. So, I mean... These people were smart to get rid of a lot of stuff. So it was a naked corpse? I think so, yeah. I wonder if you can look up. I don't... <laughs> I'm going to look up just very briefly. Why? Because <laughs> I... I'm, Why would you... I don't know. Like, I'm talking about it, and it's just bad talking about it. Let me see if I can, like... Like, I knew I Oh, would... my God! <laughs> there are pictures? Oh, my God, yeah. I don't know if I want to see that. Uh, look at that. Uh, I'm Ooh. glad I, this is not an in-person interview. Yeah. Hold on, I'll text it to you. <laughs> no, that's okay. Don't even worry about it. No, You're no, no. Good. I'm gonna text no. it to you. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's gruesome. Yeah, I'm that's gonna bad. I'm gonna show Dawson what we're dealing with here. I feel like this should be the last murder mystery we do on the podcast for a good bit. Yeah. Um. So I I just sent Dawson the photo. This is just a rough one, man. What, dude? Why are we covering this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Y'all, if y'all are listening... Oh my god, even, there's her face! Y'all don't even look it up. Like, it's insane. Hold on. Oh, yeah, ooh. Dawson, I'm showing you her face. I, I mean, I have the side-by-sides. No, 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 no. Her, what her face uh, looked like. no, no, don't send me that. <gasps> yeah, that's bad. This, this is the, the creepiest one y'all have done. Dude, you what? gotta be some kind of screwed up to do that to somebody. This man. is crazy looking. Yeah, seriously, oh, don't look this no. up at your own risk. We are not encouraging yeah. you to look this up. Dude, this is messed yeah. up. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, this dude's a psychopath. She's more than that, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 uh, okay, keep going. So, um, so they search for any trace of her after. Like, the, the authorities could not find anything after her disappearing on January 9th. So, subsequently, days later, someone reported a purse and shoe laying atop a garbage can. These, indeed, belonged to the victim. So, the murder was horrifying. When the news reporters say how beautiful the Black Dahlia was in her government application photo... Okay, so she worked in the government. Um, maybe, maybe she wasn't from America. Maybe she wasn't. I don't know. Um, uh, she Elizabeth white. Short sounds sort of. I mean, it could be. She is pretty, and then she's pretty. No, she man, is. her face. Yeah. Oh God. She was. She got kind of an American name. I feel like. Yeah, exactly. And she was an aspiring actress. So I mean, she was, oh, she yeah. was obviously pretty. I mean, she's yeah. very beautiful. Um. Oh no, she was born in Boston. Yeah. So. I got I got two ideas at the, of the murderer. Let, let's let's save that. Let's save it. All right, all right. So, wanting to juice up the piece, they resorted to the most unethical thing a person could ever do. They phoned Elizabeth's mother, Phoebe Short, um, and told her that her daughter had won a beauty contest. After getting as much personal information about Elizabeth 
from her mother. They informed her that her daughter was actually dead. What the fuck? Yeah, oh that's a little God. screwed up. That's some shitty reporters. That's 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 the media though. Like <coughs> But why would they have to tell It's like TMZ in the 40s. <laughs> but like I why would I they just... have to tell her that, that she wanted Why can't they just start off Hey, your daughter is dead. We need some information to help with this case. Why not? Hey, your daughter won a beauty con. Like, because it's easier to get information out of her. She's not true. distraught, crying. That's inhumane, though. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this whole story is just like, oh my gosh. This is the dark side of America. There's a lot of it. This is the darkest episode we've ever done, and. Hopefully, ever do. Yeah, I don't know. The Russian sleep Russian experiment sleep was experiment pretty messed was up, pretty, but yeah. it was it was like older and like Russian, so it kind of seems and foreign. And unsure if it actually happened. Like this yeah. legit happened. This, yeah, I think since this is true, this is definitely the darkest. So, um, her personal effects. Nine days after Short's death, someone mailed a package to the examiner, possibly the killer. It contained Elizabeth Short's birth certificate. Social security card, address book, and Matt Gordon's obituary. I don't know. Look up who Matt Gordon is. Um, the yeah. package reeked of gasoline, which the sender used to erase any fingerprints from the envelope. Police tracked down and interviewed all the men listed in her address book, but this did not bring them any viable leads. Any uh, word on That's Matt weird. Gordon? Mac. Matt. Oh, Matt? Matt. Oh. M-A-T-T. All right, hold on. I looked at uh, Matt. We have a clue. Matt Gordon. Nothing right now. Matt Nothing. Gordon Black Dahlia? Let's yeah. see. Uh, Anything? Uh, Matt Gordon was... She was apparent... She was possibly engaged to him. Hmm. Ah, ha, ha. See, that, that fits into one of my theories, man. Yeah. What what's one of your theories, Dawson? I I got that embalming theory where it's someone at a funeral home or it's uh like a scorned like ex or whatever and she was so pretty that he just lost it, you know. It seems what I'm like someone in the medical field did it because Oh, that's I agree, yeah. It seems like the cuts were very precise. Oh yeah. What did this guy do for a living? Can can we find that? Matt Gordon? Uh Yeah. Let me see. Uh, Matt Gordon, Matt Gordon. Let's see. Uh, I'm surprised uh, I haven't seen like a movie based on this. This is pretty she insane. Was, I, they American Horror, like the first season of American Horror Story, did an episode where like they did their interpretation. Ghost of, Adventures uh, did an episode on the Black Dahlia too. Did they? Yeah. Uh, and that was a good episode. I don't really remember it. But. In 1944, Elizabeth met the most important man of her life. Matt uh, Gordon? The charming Major Matt Gordon, an Air Force officer in a unit called the Flying Tiger. Uh, for her, it was love at first sight. Uh, they would write letters. And then Gordon died in 1946 while testing an airplane before she was killed. Because yeah. she was killed in 47. Dang, man. Okay, so. Oh, Matt Gordon's obituary. That's what it meant. Right. Okay, so maybe it was one of his brothers. So it was someone uh, that knew that Matt, Matt Gordon, Gordon and her were a thing. But why would, yeah, but why would that cause any bad blood? Maybe she had, like, a love triangle going on. Yeah, it could be, like, Matt jealous. Gordon. Oh, Someone yeah. that was jealous of Matt Gordon. Dude, I never, I've read about the Black Dahlia before. I've never heard about this Matt dude, Gordon we're, thing. we're figuring stuff out, man. <laughs> uh, they need to put us on the case. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to see us on Cold Case. Yeah. <laughs> catch, us, catch us on TNT. I don't even know if they play on TNT. Yeah, probably, I don't know. So, the, <laughs> the murder... I if the case is still open. Dad. Uh, uh, they don't have any leads, I don't think. It's still unsolved. I actually, know th- actually, there were some. There was some recent news that I will get to. Yeah, um, let's get to it. So the murder, the murder of Elizabeth Short, is a sad, disturbing moment in history. Although some misinformation exists, as with all cases, online media has kept her memory alive. The 22-year-old was a beautiful young woman trying to make a life for herself. Unfortunately, she had she never had the chance to grow into the woman she was meant to become. 
To this day, the Black Dahlia case is still unsolved and stands as one of the most famous murder investigations in American history. So now I'm going to go over some suspects and confessions. Like, multiple people confessed to this murder, but nobody was tried. Uh, that makes it. Yeah. Um, let's see. All right, so the notoriety of Short's murder has spurred a large number of confessions over the years, as many of which have been deemed false. During the initial investigation into her murder, police received a total of 60 confessions, most made by men. Since that time, over 500 people have confessed to the crime, some of whom had not even been born at the time of her death. Sergeant John P. St. John, that's an interesting name, a detective who worked the case until his retirement, stated, it is amazing how many people offered up a relative as, as the killer. Uh-oh, hold on. We just lost Dawson. <laughs> Oh no! Did he hang up or did you? No, there was a call failure. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. There was a call failure between uh, between us. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Dawson's back. back. <laughs> so I like how Dawson's sorry. I like how Dawson's name in your phone is. I was waiting for it to is, come uh, back in, but it uh, just didn't happen. Yeah, there was a call failure. It just shut off. Dawson's name in your phone is Dawson Suck. Yeah, this this is that uh that's from sophomore year of high school, uh, I believe. We had a. What is it? It's Dawson sucks. <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's a uh, remember it was in Coach Buck's class when I first met him. And he thought I sucked. No, he I can't remember why it was called why I called you that. I don't remember. But, but it's, it's been that for a while. But get on. But Coach go. Buck definitely didn't do this murder, so we're getting back to it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Get so, back into it. In 2003, Ralph Asdale. One of the original detectives on the case told the Times that he believed he had interviewed Short's killer, a man who had been seen with his sedan parked near the vacant lot where her body was discovered in the early morning hours of January 15, 1947. A neighbor driving by, that, driving by that day stopped to dispose a bag of lawn clippings in the vacant lot where he, had seen, where he saw a, par- a parked sedan. Allegedly, with its right rear door open, the driver of the sedan was standing in the lot. His arrival apparently startled the owner of the sedan, who approached his car and peered in the window before returning to the sedan and driving away. The owner of the sedan was followed to a local restaurant where he worked, but was ultimately cleared of suspicion. Um, suspects remaining under discussion by various authors and experts include a doctor named Walter Bailey, proposed by the, form- the former Times copy editor Larry Hearns. Harnish, um, Times publisher Norman Chandler, whom biographer Donald Wolf claims impregnated Short, Leslie Dillon, which I'm not sure if is a man or a woman, um, Joseph A. DeMay, Artie Lane, Mark Hansen, Dr. Francis E. Sweeney, Orson Welles, George Hodel, Hodel's friend Fred Sexton, um, George Knowlton, Robert M. Red Manley, Patrick S. O'Reilly, and Jack Anderson Wilson. Those were all suspects? Yeah. Which I saw something about Ted Bundy on here. but uh, Ted Bundy yeah, didn't no. start killing people to the late 60s and yeah, early 70s. Which, yeah, that's why. I, he wasn't even born, yeah. I don't think. So police came to consider George Hill Hodel Jr. a suspect after the 1947 murder of Elizabeth Short. He was never formally charged with the crime and came to wider attention as a suspect after his death when he was accused by his son, Los Angeles homicide detective Steve Hodel, of killing Short and committing several additional murders prior to the Dahlia case. He was also a suspect in the death of his secretary, Ruth Spaulding, but was not charged. Oh, shit. This, this guy's guy a rap like sheet. a pretty yeah. solid lead. Yeah. And was accused of raping his own daughter, Tamar, but was acquitted. He fled the country several times and spent 1950 to 1990 in the Philippines. That guy seems so, like he. Uh, he seems like suspect number one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This is this is obviously the guy. Right? Like, I mean, how did he get away? Yeah. Apparently, he just kept getting acquitted for all his other crimes. It's, it's the Philippines, man. And then he fled. Yeah, to the Philippines. So, his um, own son, who was a detective, accused him of a bunch of these murders. Yeah. Let me try and find the recent news, because it said something. Oh. 
Oh, Rolling Stone. Has the Black Dahlia murder finally been solved? All right. So, when a new book suggested a theory for who killed Elizabeth Short, more sources emerged, including the son of a cop who worked the case. I think that's who we just talked about. Um, yeah. What's with this British author coming in and solving America's most notorious unsolved murder? Says Pew Eatwell. Pew. <laughs> Jokingly describing the public reaction to her recent book, Black Dahlia, Red Rose. The nonfiction account, which Eatwell calls part detective story and part history, traces aspiring actress Elizabeth Short's final days as well as the long circuitous investigation conducted by a police department that bore overly intimate ties with both gangland and the media. In her book, Eatwell makes a convincing case for the identity of Elizabeth Short's murder a conclusion she reached after years of exhausting research. Eatwell's theory centers on Leslie Dillon, which I mentioned. Oh, yeah, you mentioned. Um, which was a bellhop at the Biltmore. Okay. And which was a bellhop and one-time mortician's assistant who was briefly considered for the case's <coughs> primary suspect. Dawson mortician. Yeah. <coughs> Before police letting, let him go. Uh, she writes that the Los Angeles Police Department knowingly let Short's murder off the hook because Sergeant Finnis Brown, one of the case's two lead investigators, was alleged was an alleged corrupt cop who, with links to Mark Hansen, a local nightclub and movie theater owner, and Leslie Dillon's purported co-conspirator in Short's death. After publication last fall, Eatwell... Uh, heard from various strangers offering different theories and information, but one of those stories stood out as because it seemed to both confirm and expand upon the theory she'd positioned in her book. Savannah got home. Oh. <laughs> I was like, who the hell is in your kitchen? Um, Buzz Williams, a retired member of the Long Beach Police Department, told Ewell that his father, Richard F. Williams, had served in, on the LAPD's Gangster Squad, the team originally taxed with, tasked with investigating Short's murder. Dick Williams was also a close friend of Con Keller, another Gangster Squad officer who had originally tailed suspect Leslie Dillon. According to the younger Williams, the former cops couldn't get Dillon out of their heads. Dillion. Dylan. Dillion. <laughs> oh my god, jeez. Don't do that. Savannah, what are you doing in here? It's very gruesome. We're recording yeah. a Savannah. Podcast. Oh, Dawson's a guest. Do you want to say? I was wondering what you were doing. Man. Hey. <laughs> According to the younger Williams, the former cops couldn't get Dylan out of their heads. Uh, quote, my dad and I were pretty close after the age of 16 or so, Buzz tells Rolling Stone. I would go fishing every year with him and his LAPD friends in the high Sierras for about four or five days at, at a time. On those trips, Williams heard his father and Keller discussing the Black Dahlia case. And he remembers them saying they believed Dylan had orchestrated the murder with two other men, Mark Hansen, and a mysterious figure named Jeff Connors, who, whom investigators had originally written off as a figment of Dylan's unhinged imagination. It's weird. This dude was a schizo? I don't know. This Leslie I don't, dude. I don't know his... Yeah, Leslie Dillon was yeah. a former, former mortician assistant, and he worked at the Biltmore. There's a bunch of good... Like, that guy who escaped to the Philippines, he's a good lead, but this guy is sounding more like this mortician yeah. assistant. It could literally be anybody. It could. Um, I don't know. I don't know who could. It's, there's so many people. I'm looking. I'm just looking at the pictures. Dude. I'm just disturbed. Yeah. Oh, you're still looking I mean, at the pictures? I would think yes. that... I'm absorbing the story and just looking at the pictures. And it's just if, he, if, he, if he was a schizo, I mean, that would... I mean... Schizophrenic... Uh, Psychopath, sociopath, all those things. That could definitely lead somebody to lacerate someone's face and sever him in half. But um, continuing on. Jesus Christ. I don't know what that was. Um, my dad thought Leslie Dillon was the killer, says Williams. Con Keller thought Dillon was present for the murder, but that Mark Hansen was the killer. For his part, he, Williams believes... 
They all conspired to kill Short when she became aware of a hotel robbery scam they were involved in, but more than a month later. Elizabeth Short was a 20-year-old native of Medford, Massachusetts, who headed west in aspirations of stardom. Aspiring actor. On January 15, 1947, she was found dead. We know this. We don't want to go through the mutilated part. Again. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, after Short's body was found, the FBI quickly identified her via fingerprints, which they linked to a previous arrest for underage drinking. Um, the coroner determined that she had died of hemorrhage and shock from concussion and facial lacerations. After speaking with Short's friends and acquaintances, the LAPD realized that she had vanished six days before her murder, leading investigators to surmise that Short was kidnapped before she was killed. Um, one of the last people um, reported to have spoken with Short was Hanson, whom Eatwell describes in the book as a wealthy and powerful Hollywood mover and shaker. So she was trying to get she's trying to get connections, um, with connections to the fringes of the Los Angeles underworld. That's creepy. Uh, Short had stayed with Hanson for a handful of nights, and the older man was sexually fixated on her. Ewell writes, though Short had rebuffed his advances uh, after the murder, Hanson was first linked with the case when an address book embezzled in with embezzled in gold embossed. Embossed in gold. Huh? Embossed. Embossed. <laughs> in gold. Uh, embezzled? And no, it's definitely not embezzled. I can't. E M B O S S E D. Embossed. I'm going to just say embossed. Yeah, embossed. Um, in gold, with his name on the front, with Hanson's name on the front, was mailed to the Los Angeles Examiner newspaper, along with a package, which we covered, including birth certificates, social security card, and personal photographs. Um, in 1949, after being tasked with, invest with investigating Short's murder, the gangster squad came extraordinarily close to arresting Leslie Dillon after he sent a letter under the pseudonym Jack Sand to the LAPD's chief police psychiatrist, Dr. Joseph Paul DeRiver. Dillon suggested that an acquaintance named Jeff Connors, which wasn't that the um, fictional in his head? I think so, yeah. 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 Um, Let's see, where was I? Jeff Connors may have killed Short as revenge after she threatened to reveal an affair not considered proper by the average person. Um, the Rivers believed that Connors was nothing more than a projection of Dylan's imagination. Dawson's right, mm -hmm. he might be a schizo. Yeah. Ewell writes, though Connors turned turned out to be quite real. What? what? I don't know, man. This is a bunch of twists. Um, I know. Like Dylan also knew. Maybe. It's like what? What'd you say, Dawson? Oh, it sounds like an M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh it's, yeah. It's just like <laughs> it's it's crazy, dude. There's some fake people that turn out to be real people, and then we're gonna wake up and we're gonna be dead this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is getting weird. This is getting weird. So Dylan also knew a number of disturbing details about Short's murder that the police had been keeping secret. Um, and said he believed she'd been murdered in a motel room. But after holding Dylan for a week, the police released him because they found Jeff Connors, who offered conflicting statements about his own connection to Short. In the end, Connors, too, was released. Okay, so Connors is real. Wait, what? <laughs> Gosh! <laughs> so now we got four people that could have done it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Connors was released, with the exception of a few notable but incredible suspects over the years. The Dahlia case went cold, which I think it still is. Um, it's incredibly difficult to obtain documents because the Los Angeles Police Department will not release the Black Dahlia files. Ewell says, during the course of, their, of her research, she closely examined the FBI file, which the Bureau unredacted in 2015 upon her FOIA request. As well as, a, as well as grand jury testimony, newly released portions of LAPD's file to produce what she calls her good faith assessment and plausible explanation for who killed Short. Uh, Ewell posits that um, Dylan murdered Elizabeth Short at the behest of Hansen, whom he worked with. She believes they killed Short at the Aster Motel 
where Dylan had reportedly stayed and where motel owners Henry and Clora Hoffman admitted finding on January 15, 1947, one of their cabins covered in blood and fecal matter. Ew. What? I mean, what? What the hell is this case? It's so it's, we obviously who it, so one of their rooms had a bunch of blood and, and fecal matter in it, right? Yeah. That's what All it right, said. so closed case. Like what? What are you talking? What mean, happened? But, How did these people get away? I, just, I don't know. Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to the Philippines. No, but Dylan didn't go to the Philippines, did he? I don't know, but like they were they were released like after questioning, but like this stuff. It's this theory wasn't um, made up. Like she didn't create it until after um, the files were redacted and people were beginning to um, investigate it again. So everybody's long dead. So it's really, it's really no no saying who did it anymore. But um, so yeah, uh, they found one of their cabins covered in blood and fecal matter. Let's say that again. Uh, Witnesses who stayed at the hotel noted seeing. A dark-haired girl who resembled Elizabeth Short, as well as a man who fit Mark Hansen's description. So there we go. Uh, Buzz Williams remembers his father and Con Keller discussing how Dylan and Elizabeth said Elizabeth was murdered because she was involved with members of his gang, which he was a member of. So hold on. So this would rob hotels. So this Leslie Dylan dude, who may or may not be a schizo, yeah. gave details that no one else would know about, and yeah. then and the police- said why she was murdered. Mm-hmm. And he was just let go. Yeah. And, and but no, and remember the, the what, what, um, what? And the blood and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, or Mark's room. Remember the the corrupt detectives and cops. Oh yeah, yeah. So they yeah, yeah. they. Who, not, they weren't the wasn't the corrupt cop like a co-conspirator of Mark yeah. and them? Mm-hmm. And Why? Because sure he was in the same gang. It might have been because they were talking about the hotel heist. Or something. Oh yeah. That they might have been co-conspirators. Oh, with. and the cop so, let a, Yeah, okay. and so Elizabeth had apparently found out, and so they conspired to murder her to keep the heist All a right. secret. And then that, with people involved in the police force, they Covered all this up. information, which would have probably solved the case. They just had got to, rid of it. They had to burn that. But that. This seems like such an extra. It seems extra because the way she yeah, was murdered. It seems, yeah, it yeah. Just seems brutal. Yeah. That it wouldn't be for. And maybe this guy, maybe they got like just some psychopath to do it, like this Leslie guy. You know what I'm saying? And he's just. A, say, he really I is a schizo. Mark guy got this room. Had this Leslie guy who was in, who was affiliated with, uh, the producers like gang, right? Like he, he the producer had ties to the underworld. Y'all said. Yeah. So like I, probably, I mean, he probably told her it's like, oh, I can, I can make you an actress. I can make you big. Yeah, you know? let's go to my hotel room, and then you know, if I mean, geez, if there was blood and stuff, all in the hotel room. I mean, I, I don't see. And this Leslie kid was a, uh, uh what was it? Uh, the bellhop. Yeah. A bellhop, but what did he do before that? He was, he, he was the assistant. Yeah, the mortician's assistant. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, this is it right here. And he was a psychopath, right? He was. He was. Well, like that, that's what we assume. Yeah, we from what we we've been saying, the, it sounds like he's schizophrenic. I am not posting those pictures yeah. on Instagram. No, do yeah. not post. Just post the picture of her. No, uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a cool. Um, just post a picture of her face. There's like an investigation like, poster of like stuff you need to look out for, like any information. Right, Please so yeah, call this that. Yeah, that's probably the most PG yeah. one we can do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't, don't put this stuff on Instagram. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, Dylan said Elizabeth was murdered because she was involved with members of the gang, which he was a member of, and that, that would, the gang would rob hotels. He says one of the gang members would get a job as a night bellboy, uh, find out where the safe was, and then the guy would quit. And a few days later, they would come back and rob the hotel's safe of jewelry and cash. Though Eatwell wasn't aware of William's knowledge about the case until after her book was published, she thinks he's on to something. Um, the angle is coming through more and more. It's a group of people involved in this killing, Eatwell explains. But because there's no forensic evidence, it's almost impossible to say. This person hit her on the, on the head. This person cut her in two bits. 
what what I can say on the basis of the evidence in my book and on the basis of what's come out since is that Dylan, Mark Hansen, and Jeff Connors were mixed up in this killing, and it took place at the Astor Motel, and it was covered up because Mark Hansen had connections with the police. So we just we basically just covered that. Oh, we figured that out before even reading it. Hell yeah! Yeah. That was good. I don't we know why are, we're high-fiving. We this should, is still pretty dark. Oh, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> we should start a private eye company. We should. <laughs> Be like, we'll solve mysteries of, like, where people's animals went. Well... Then we're kind of getting Ace Ventura territory, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so the book no. theories have caused quite a lot of controversy, she says. There was a certain amount of resistance from some forces in the U.S. and a certain amount of skepticism because I'm completely the opposite of someone like James Elroy. I'm not white. I'm not male. I'm not from Los Angeles. I'm not friends with the police. Convincing as... Eatwell's argument may be, it's unlikely that we'll ever get a definitive answer on who brutally murdered Short that January. There's a formidable lack of enduring evidence, and most of the case's key players are long deceased. What we know, despite an array of signs that appeared to point to their involvement, Leslie Dillon and Mark Hansen were never arrested, and that years later, Dillon named his daughter Elizabeth. What the yeah. fuck? Oh my god. Dude, this guy's Jeez. weird. Yeah. Like I mean, obviously, like people are gonna listen to this podcast like ten years from now, and they're gonna show it in the court case and be like, "This is definitive evidence." Dude. Dylan, was <laughs> the Night Slums crew cat cracked it <laughs> with the help of Dawson yeah, Resso. The case. This is just—it's it's crazy to me how obvious it, it, this story has kind of came out, and like still nothing has been done. But just yeah, no, that's, that's the thing it was is covered up so long. That's the thing. It's we can't get definitive evidence because most of the key players are dead. dead Leslie yeah. Dillon even looks like a creep. Yeah, but like, because yeah. back then they didn't have all this evidence because the crooked cops and all that hiding all this, yeah, yeah, all, exactly. hiding all the key evidence that would have solved the murder. But that's convenient and everything. But if you're a crooked cop, wouldn't you just get rid of the evidence instead of hide it? I don't know. Like, I feel like... Yeah, he is creepy, Jackson. Yeah. I feel like back then, people were easier to bribe. Yeah. That, I'm, hey, I'll know. give you I a... I feel like people are still pretty easy to bribe Well, nowadays. yeah, but like, <laughs> it, it was easier back then. It was like, hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks to not talk about this. I'll give you 40 shillings if you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ordered two pizzas, not one. in America back then. <laughs> but like... Shillings. <laughs> but like, yeah... So this this episode, that's all I have. That's all you have. Yeah. Which I mean, that was that was pretty good. I like that. Yeah? That was a, that was it was a kind of a dark story, but at least at least we figured it out. <laughs> we, I, I feel like I feel like we sort of brought some light to it. I've never uh, I've never I heard mean, about all that stuff that you said. So well, this is definitely one of our best. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so already calling it. <laughs> yeah. No, this is definitely this is this is better than uh. Um, nah, not better than Dear David. That was a good one. Dear David's our best one. <laughs> Dear David, oh my gosh. Oh, y'all, Dear David's like the best one. What an awesome... That was like, a good one. Oh, well, that, thank you. I think, I, I think it's... I, I mean, I think it's fake, but the story's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, he would... I feel like he would be doing more about focused on me, myself, and I instead of documenting it for the world. Exactly. I, that's just my personal opinion because that's what I would do. I wouldn't be able to stay in a house with a, a dented head ghost baby. Something. <laughs> I, like, dented I head ghost baby. But, scary, man. But yeah, so y'all think it was Leslie Dillon? I think, I think it was. I think it was well, like the Leslie Dillon, yeah. Mark Hansen, Jeff Connors. That those that's the power trio right there in this murder. Yep, and then covered up by the police. What yeah. do you say, Jackson? I I have to agree with with y'all and yeah. with Dawson with you that that's like the most evidence I've ever heard for yeah. an unsolved case. I'm glad this the really turned out. The Philippines guy sketches me out though. That's kind of interesting. The what? The guy who went to the Philippines and that case just kind of dropped off. Yeah, he committed so many murders and raped his own daughter. Like, so was that? Was he a policeman as well? He, I think he was. No, I thought no, he, he was. He was a detective. I thought his son was a policeman. Yeah, his son but was I thought a detective, it, but I thought he was a policeman I, he, as well. He had ties. He had ties to the um, LAPD. I'm pretty sure. Well, did they? See, 
I'm thinking he was the corrupt cop that yeah. got rid of all the evidence. He was either a cop or a detective. Maybe he was also a part of it. He was yeah. the cop. Yeah. I would that agree. They knew. I would. Yeah, I would say that maybe he was there and told him like when and where, nowhere, no one would be. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. And if he was like murdering people, like I'm sure he was involved in that one. Definitely. That's crazy. It just seems too brutal to be like kind of business, but I guess that Leslie guy just got a hold of it, you know. I mean, this was all a part of the um, hotel heist gang thing. Yeah. Like, but but what what heist would lead you to do that? Wouldn't you just shoot her or something? You would you think, know? but if maybe it was a way to like cover no, up like her identity. Maybe it was a way no to take. Way. No, may, no, I think it was a way to you get take, rid of the fingerprints and the teeth. Yeah, but I no, think yeah. I think it was a way to direct the um, direct like investigators' eyes away from the heist to keep them away from that case and move them more towards the Black Dahlia case. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. If, like, I don't even know if I was like a bad guy robbing hotels if I could slice someone up like that yeah. just to throw a case off. And that that's that's where I think Leslie Dillon would come in. Like and he wasn't yeah, he wasn't originally he was just the bellhop, but they wanted well, I guess he was the bellhop, right? Who, Leslie? Yeah. yeah, he was a bellhop. So he was hired to figure out where the safe was and then quit. That's what they said. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, supposedly, uh, the Black Dahlia's ghost haunts the Millennium Biltmore Hotel. Yeah. The Biltmore Hotel looks creepy on its own. No, that's that's where Ghost Adventures did their episode. So let me see if they have anything uh, about her being here. Uh, shortly before death. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, many reports of a lady with dark hair wearing a black dress in 1940s fashion have been made at the hotel. She is usually seen on the 10th and 11th floors, roaming through the lobby or riding the elevator to floor six before disappearing into thin air or walking through a wall. One man claims to have rode the elevator with this lady in black, only to see her disappear when they reached level six. He was shocked to pick up a true crime book in a store a few days later and recognize the ghost from the elevator as Elizabeth Short. Mm. So we now can, we're in the ghost theories. <laughs> yeah, no, we can get into, we can make another episode on this. We can cover the Biltmore next. Yeah. I'll look it up. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I think we're all in agreement that it was those four people. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, we should go bring them to justice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're all dead. Well, let's go, so, uh, so no. we'll go bring their 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 sons and daughters to justice. Yeah, Elizabeth Dillon. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's oh, weird. Oh wow! Though. Now that's messed up. Oh wow. Yeah. Killing it. Oh wow. That's a messed up story, y'all. Y'all went y'all went dark on me for my first interview. Yeah, I did not expect that to to be the episode. Well, that turned into a good episode. Y'all were like, we're not edgy enough. Yeah, I, I did not expect that at all. That caught me off guard. That's what I that's that what I thought. Awesome. I was like, we gotta we gotta take mystery. this to the next level. Yeah, that was a good mystery. I like that. Well, thank you for uh, for joining us, Dawson. Yeah, you got some, you, thank you all. Give us some good input. Me. Yeah, you gave some really good theories that I, I honestly probably wouldn't have thought yeah. of as the only feedback guy. Jackson would have been like, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> y'all just let me know when y'all are done with this podcast and y'all ready to go hunt criminals. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm ready right now. If you want to go, I'm there. But, <laughs> I gotta uh, do some laundry. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy but, today. <laughs> but all right, man. I guess I'm a hop off these airways. All, all right. right. Do you, you have any? Would, yeah. Would you like? You have any final remarks? Yeah, I do have some final remarks. Everybody who's listening, y'all go listen to Zoo for Strays. It's me and Douglas's and Jackson's band. We're all a big part of it. And we're about to play at the bike shop June 28th. Uh, y'all come out and see us. Yeah. And nice ones. Thank y'all for having me. And Thanks. I will see y'all tonight. All right. Yep. See you tonight, Dawson. See ya. All right, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. What a great episode. What a great that. guest. That next time, fun. so next time y'all will hear Dawson, uh, hopefully in person. Mm-hmm. We'll, 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 he'll he'll be with us, sit next to us instead of just on my phone, just me holding him above the mic and everything. But I mean, I guess that's all we've got. I, I don't have anything else to say. That, that was that was a good episode. Thank Top y'all. Notch, thank y'all for listening. I'm proud of myself. Good job. Yeah. You've made up for the yeah. last couple ones. Yeah. That that made it up for it. 
I'm glad that I finally got Dawson's approval after, after Ziggy. <laughs> he finally <laughs> after Ziggy West, uh, which I liked. I liked it. It's only. an interesting theory. Uh, okay. Well, if you uh, like David Bowie more, you get it. But. Yeah, Doug. Do you? Uh, where can they follow us on Instagram? Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Douglas Green. Huh, just kidding. Come on. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Nice Ones Podcast. Turn those post notifications on for uh, more updates on our podcast. And um, we do have some interesting stuff planned. Uh, um, that we want to make some segments for, and and um, yeah. So uh, we have a a segment that I uh, talked to Jackson about. Where um, should I say? Yeah. Um. So we were thinking. So me and Jackson have a long history of being interested in paranormal. Stuff. Absolutely. And so there are a lot of interesting places around Mobile, Alabama. Very interesting. That we thought it would be cool to investigate see if we can get any evidence on paranormal whether that be ghosts or aliens starting with the uh, malaga malaga for hotel sure. but i want to do um moundville i don't know what that is indian mounds where somewhere just a little north of here okay it might not be moundville but my dad told me about it and um it's like this indian burial ground where they so Native Americans would bury their dead in mounds, and like they'd be layered with corpses, like corpse, corpse, corpse layer, yeah. like that. And you could find artifacts, arrowheads, old pottery, and stuff. Yeah. But like at night, you'd be able to hear like voices and like <laughs> Indian calls and all that stuff. But I think it, I think it, it, that's like one way we can put like video stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But um, I think that'd be fun. Cause, but that 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 won't happen for a while. Yeah, but it's it's something that we're thinking about doing in the future, yeah. and so we'll definitely uh, let y'all know Get about it. Get back into our investigation phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> but maybe, maybe we'll have to bring Dawson along, because he, yeah, he seems to have a yeah. keen eye for this. I think we should have a third co-host. Dude, that's going to upset Cameron. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was kidding. But no, I love I love having Cameron and Dawson on, and all the other people we've had on, Preston, all, all those guys. Soon we'll have a celebrity on. Hopefully. <laughs> Probably not. Hopefully. Jake Peavy, if you're listening, we want you on. <laughs> well, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed, and uh, we'll talk to you all later. Yeah. Bye. Love you. <laughs>